Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when the tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Soon may the weatherman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Soon may Llewellyn come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. One day when tonguing is done, we'll take our leave and go. Democrats are set to take control of the U.S. Senate, House, and the White House. This will go down as one of the most progressive administrations in American history. God willing, everything is on the table. You now can pass things without a filibuster threat. That's right. Oh, you'll regret this, and you may regret it a lot sooner than you think. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth, or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. So we're TikTok stars now. I mean, this is a full variety program, right? I mean, it sounds like the folks were excited with with Duncan's singing, which I thought was angelic. I think is is production quality that hampered you know us appreciating his true voice. But I hope that redeems uh, his his gifts in everyone's eyes. I'm I mean, just I- really glad. I'm really glad everyone else is in the same boat with me now, <laughs> with their uh, with their vocal prowess right? out there for the world. This is this is now a variety program, and <laughs> we will sing, we will dance, we will entertain. We Lord knows now that we don't have President Trump to entertain us, somebody needs to do something. Right? It's it, there's there's such a gap now in entertainment that folks will need in their lives. It's 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 really something. Oh man! So we got you know look. We could bore everybody on the planet by talking about what we saw with the inauguration and the speech and all the junk and like whatever. Um, I'd like to reiterate bore because this was probably the most boring inauguration I've I've witnessed in my life. I mean, boring. <laughs> I mean, Bill Clinton fell asleep. Like, did, did you see the video clips? The New York Post had it up there. Bill Clinton fell asleep. I don't know if they could get any more ninety-five-year-olds on the stage if they tried. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think the one thing, the takeaway that I had off the top was, boy, the boomers have had a good run, huh? Right. They, they, they keep running the show. They keep running the show. They got a good run. I can't, I can't imagine American history or world history, really, that one generation has basically dominated governance for 40 years. It's something. It's really incredible. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's, let's talk about a couple of things, Smug. Let's start with... Um, I, probably the most entertaining part of the last day of, of president Trump's tenure were, were the pardons. Yeah. It, it was like the last day was just like the pardon contest, pardon stakes. Who's going to yeah. get one. Who's not going to get one. And everybody talked, you know, at nauseum over the last month about what kind of crazy stuff that he would do. Would he like yeah. try to proactively pardon himself and his family? And like, if that didn't, that didn't come to fruit one, I'm not sure it's any, even possible, but uh, <laughs> it didn't come to fruition. There were a few outliers. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. I'll say one thing certainly that sh- that won't get any coverage in the media or any attention. I haven't seen anyone else come to this conclusion. Is Trump really just follow the convention that's been set for how presidential pardons work? Uh, you know, he only charged uh, or he only pardoned rather people charged with crimes. It's not like he tried any of this Looney Tune stuff that the you know liberal media was saying that, oh, he's going to par- you know give himself a preemptive pardon. He's going to just like hand out pardons like candy, and and it's like a get a jail free card. There are people even suggesting on Twitter that you can have like a secret pardon, where they're like the president doesn't have to publicly announce who he's giving 
a part in two. Like I think even Lawrence O'Donnell pushed this like fake news. Yeah. Um, but uh, folks, that's not the way things work. There's actually, you know, presidential records act that it has to be put in writing, uh, it publicly available who gets a pardon. So it's not like any big secret. We know exactly now who has it's gotten not a pardon. Exactly, it's not exactly a surprise, right? That the, yeah. the MSNBC folks would want to carry on something from the Trump era into perpetuity. Yeah. They're like, say, oh, is there a secret pardon out right, there? Right, 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 right. Oh, SDNY. You know, remember back during the Mueller investigation uh, and Russiagate, um, you know, the, the, their escape hatch from lying to their audiences for three years about how Trump was going to get frog marched out of the Oval Office because he's Putin's puppet. <laughs> they always said, oh, well, you know, the real case is at SDNY. Well, this is sort of this is sort of like that. Right. You know, they yeah. can kind of say, you know, there's these secret pardons that exist. And so anytime, um, you know, they <clears throat> they mentioned Donald Trump, they can say that you know, any day now, here comes the criminal case, right? Yeah, it's the kind of dumbassery that we've been living with forever, which was one one thing about Biden's speech that I, I did find kind of amusing when he was talking about this sort of quest for truth and we need this commitment to truth. Yeah. I was like, hey man, where you been for the last four years? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of truth, I know that. But you know, the one, the one thing, I, everybody's talking about how Rudy was gonna get one, he didn't get paid, right? He didn't get paid. So everybody's like, well, maybe you'll just, He'll pardon him for unspecified crimes. Nope. Nope. That's, that's, that's gotta be rough. That's gotta be rough. Yeah. Um, I mean, but that's the thing is, so like Rudy wasn't Rudy to my knowledge. I mean, who knows what happens to Rudy on a daily basis, but Rudy has not been charged as of yet. Has he? Nothing. No, no, yeah. not even any crimes alleged. I think that, I think that the whole purpose of this was like this conception of a pardon that does the preemptive strike pardon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Get out of jail free. Which, I, I read this in Monopoly once. I think it would work in real life. <laughs> but but if, you, if you think about it, like what libs were basically inventing in terms of what Trump was going to do with these pardons mm -hmm. is that he would actually be accusing his friends and family of crimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. You're like, hey, uh, I know nobody's alleged this, but like, you know, Rudy, that one time when you took that money from that guy, that was totally fucked up and here's a pardon for it. I mean, that's not happening, right? So, so anyway, let's take it out of fantasy world. This is not fantasy. The the one I have two two problems. Everybody mm -hmm. expects me to say my problem is Steve Bannon. It's not my problem. I don't I, whatever he wants to do with Steve Bannon, whatever. My my problem, uh, Solomon Melgin mm -hmm. is a name familiar to me because he he he. Senate Democrats used his plane for years to transport Harry Reid to various super PAC events. He and he was, was like, transporting more than Harry Reid on that plane. Like I had heard a lot of stories. Well, many people, people are saying. saying. People are saying. Mm -hmm. but, but but for what we know is that, he, I mean, this guy was, he was a, a democratic funder of, of super PACs and, and, but really lent his plane for the like carte blanche use of Senate Democrats for fundraisers for this deal. And then furthermore, he was implicated very specifically in all the allegations against Senator Bob Menendez that ultimately ended up going to trial in New Jersey, where I think they hung the jury, right? I think that's that's what happened in that case. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever the case, Menendez didn't go to the brig, but 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 the other guy did. Solomon uh, yeah. went, went to the brig. I really thought we would get Menendez because that guy, I mean, he was red-handed. The guy was doing such shady things. Totally. But, but he didn't get... You know, I mean, anyway, this guy, but he got, got saved. 
he got saved as as you may recall menendez kind of got let you know off the hook because of what happened with the governor mcdonald case in virginia oh man that's a deep cut this takes me back yeah because that went to court um and and eventually he won on 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 um the kind of a, the definition of what is you know quid pro quo that's right and now that's, i remember that and that's how menendez ended up getting out from under it that's a good education folks who you know for the youngsters out there that 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 you know that's some good history that was some fun stuff fun times to live in it was yeah. amazing when that happened i was absolutely stunned that that's how it worked out i had Totally forgotten that's what it was. Totally. But somehow this guy anyway got on Trump's radar and got uh, got pardoned. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get how this guy got it, of all the folks. Uh, the only other one I had a, a huge problem with was Kwame Kilpatrick, which um, mm. a regular listener of the program uh, this morning tweeted at me to remind me about how terrible this guy was. Yeah. He was basically a gangster in the mayor's office of Detroit where the crimes that they that they commi- convicted him of were all financial in nature and terrible but there was all kinds of allegations of mm-hmm. like, you know, murder for hire and that kind of thing that didn't didn't ultimately pan out in convictions but like suffice it to say this guy's a bad dude i noticed on you know there was a little note on each one of them uh-huh. like who supports this yeah. and such yeah i noticed uh, uh, that one uh, uh, diamond and silk diamond and silk amazing yeah solid yeah. advice for those yeah. <laughs> because you know what I'm thinking about my my pardons that why not? Yeah, see, I did, I knew nothing about him until I saw you know minions on Twitter responding to you, being like, "This guy is a you know he's a he's a rat. This is an awful dude." Totally. So I mean, I don't know what how the reasoning for any of that works out. Is there anyone on any of the pardons? You know, that was the speculation of who's getting a pardon that didn't that you think should have gotten one or. No, well, no, but I mean, there was a lot of speculation about whether he would pardon people who were accused of crimes that attended his rally and ultimately showed up in the Capitol. Because I think there's been like 250 or some odd. Oh yeah, yeah. arrests, right? But like, not a name on that one. We didn't, we didn't. Uh, no pardons involved in the Capitol storming, which, from my perspective, is probably probably a good thing there's probably some disappointed uh folks out there not just for yeah. that wolf viking what's his name the shaman the QAnon shaman wolf viking he didn't get that pardon i now, wonder so who's he, over he's facing the maximum justice here right <laughs> the wolf viking i have a i mean he's been charged with some very serious stuff like that that guy is donezo the, the like militant vegan or whatever the one who had the a militant climate change <laughs> vegan QAnon <laughs> supporter right so he's got a re- regular mental health update but i i think that the 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 charges that he's been uh, presented are very serious. And here's the thing. This is my point of view. If uh, for some reason he gets convicted and, you know, they throw the book at this guy, I think they ought to taxidermy this guy. Well, I, think he, I think he'd be a nice addition to the Senate chamber and just kind of putting him up above the president's chair. Like just the, the, <laughs> kind of, kind of the waist up. Wolf Viking presiding and just as a reminder to people that like, you know, you know, you don't be careful what you do around here. Yeah, that would be awesome. I would, you know, I, I would love to have a wolf pike Viking pelt, you know, could make a nice throw. (laughs) (laughs) Very useful, multi-purpose wolf Viking throw. Um, So what, what, what do we have on the show today? Well, you know, obviously big presidential news. Yeah. But perhaps not what you're thinking. The the one that we're focused on is 
there's going to have to be a presidential library here. That's right. And, and, and today, you know, the uh, President Donald J. Trump Presidential Library's website launched. Exactly. That's right? the biggest presidential news of the day, in my opinion, hands down. So if you're a Trump fan, one of the reasons you're a big fan is because everything that he does is just sort of over the top, right? All the way mm-hmm. back from the 80s to today, you look at his apartment, it's gold from, from the floor to the ceiling. Can you imagine what this beauty is going to be looking like? Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I've had a lot of ideas about the presidential library. Um, initially, I thought the best idea is you have the, Donald, the President Donald J. Trump Presidential Library Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. I was like, this would be a banger. I would go as soon as possible to get myself a hotel room, you know, play the craps table, check out all the artifacts he's got in his library. Would you, it's like on the side of the Taj or do we need it? Exactly. It's like a return to glory. You know, he's restoring Atlantic City. He did it before. He's going to do it again. The same way he restored America (laughs) Going to make Atlantic City great again. (laughs) But, but, you know, there are other ideas. And one of the things that we were kicking around when we were talking about what we were going to do today was opening it up to the minions because I know people have some great ideas on where you, where they yeah. should open this sucker. Yeah, because it has, uh, you know, I, I checked out the website. It hasn't been announced the location yet, folks. You know, we, we we need your input. And and one, I mean, one of the ideas was somebody just put it right next to Obama's in Chicago. That would be the best, honestly. That would be the best if if he put it right next to Obama's in Chicago, made it like twice as big, twice as tall. And just have his presidential library cast a shadow over Obama's presidential library, the same way his presidency cast a shadow over Obama's failed presidency. I would fully support that. That would be brilliant. I can only imagine the accoutrements uh, that you would add to a structure. Yeah. Like I mean, he's that. got a gold plate that gold plate top to bottom, interior nope. and exterior. <laughs> just just stunt on the Obama library I mean, as I- hard as possible. The outrage would be like you can see it from space. It should be that bright and golden. <laughs> you definitely have a lot of lights and like blinking. And and the thing is, he can afford it. That's the brilliance of it. You know, like the Obama Library, to my knowledge, it's been it's you know construction and everything has been held up. I mean, the guy's been out of office for like five years now, almost. I know. Um, you know, the holdup from I don't know if it's donors or it's because liberals aren't good at getting anything accomplished or what, but. You know, I bet. And that's the other thing is, you know, President Trump is a builder. That's, you know, first and foremost, of course, he's a president. Of course, he's an entertainer. But first and foremost, the man's a builder. So this is going to be like, you know, one of the modern wonders of the world. What he comes up with. I, right. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, the wait. possibilities are endless. Open it up. Minions, let's flood the rank and try to figure out what the ideas are because, you know, we'll pass them along. We'll pass. Yeah. Them. You know, that's what, one thing I, I got to say is I really think, you know, President Trump, if you're listening, I, I, we should reach out to his folks. I think he would be like the ideal guest on Ruthless. Like, I, I, I don't even want to talk about politics. Like you, you no. mentioned like the an incredible life that he's led. Like I my first question would be like, what was life like? in New York city as a billionaire single in the eighties. Like totally. that's the story everybody would want to hear. That's, that's number one. I think, I think what we got to do there though, guys is look, I think Mr. Trump would appreciate 
uh, using our leverage. And that is, you know, we have a Twitter account and he doesn't. That's a great point. Um, and President we, Trump, if you come on here, I won't say it publicly because Jack would then shut our down, yeah. you know, shut Ruthless Pod on Twitter right. down. But we'll give him we'll one. Tweet what you want. We'll give him one. We'll give him one. <laughs> we'll give him that uncut. We'll give him that uncut. I'll tell you what, he comes on the show, show I'll, hand him, I'll hand him my phone. Yeah. Fire away. Fire away. That's the deal. Yeah, it's a yeah. good deal. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. So anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll follow up. We'll have moderate Jeff follow up with you. <laughs> uh, let's talk about something you got lined up for us here, Duncan, because I know that we've, we've one of the things that has stood out today is just the journo. Oh God! I mean, can we say circle jerk on the show? Because yes, that is really what that's it is. exactly what I wanted to say. It, it was a circle jerk. I'm so happy for this this segment. And 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 first of all, uh, our producer moderate Jeff, if you could go ahead and just cue cue the uh, the <laughs> the game show music right now, please. Thank you. Well, that's so tasteful. And we're back. I just and we're it. back. That's so tasteful. Um, so this segment that we have, folks, is um find the Democrat. And I'm going to read four tweets uh-huh. <laughs> uh to Smug and to Holmes here, three of which are from journalists, and one is from a Democrat operative, and they have to determine who is the operative <laughs> i love this game. look at that see like you said this is a variety show folks this is great this is the game show segment i'm excited this is like the political version of sabado gigante you got the food, we got the fancy girl <laughs> yes. we got everything yes. we got it all we got it all we got it all okay i'll tell you what this is gonna be I, i'm already gonna guess this is gonna be more difficult than final jeopardy because i mean <laughs> it's, it's just telling a difference between a journalist and a dem operative these days is pretty much impossible so again, again, we're trying to determine who is the Democratic operative from these four tweets. Um, I'm going to read them now. Okay, so tweet number one. Just walking the dog and finding myself in tears. Relief? <laughs> Patriotism? That ceremony restored something inside. <laughs> Here's the thing is... I don't know if we can say this on show. Moderate Jeff edited this out. If not, there's a there's a vernacular for walking the dog, and I was like, this is very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, for, it could be a journo. That's my thought process between why that could be a journo. Well, let's you know, let's let's look. Let's I hear mean, them all. Let's hear them all. Smug, you don't want to just give away give away your opinion here because you're, oh, it's, you're, is it a contest? It's me and Holmes. Oh, it's a contest. We're a oh shit. Right? Okay, you are cool. a competition. I mean, I'm giving away the psychology behind. Yeah, this, don't. Man. We are uh, competing, and I'm okay. taking notes on what you just uh, yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start tweet, writing these thoughts down. Tweet tweet number two here. Biden reclaiming what's best in American history, our better story, which is all the more powerful after what we just went through. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Tweet number three. Hillary Clinton's pantsuits were meaningful. <laughs> Get it out. <laughs> this is so a real tweet. All these are I'm these sorry. are real. I can't. These are real. And it's <laughs> these are real. It's crushing my soul. <laughs> it's crushing my soul that this exists and was on the internet. 
Um, hold on, let me start that one over. Tweet. This is tweet number three. Gotta be so fucking embarrassed. I want to clarify the rules. So these are only journalists or dem operatives. These aren't like the Looney Tune reply people. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, tweet number three. Hillary Clinton's pantsuits were meaningful, and so too is Kamala Harris's decision to wear a dress as she is the first woman to be sworn in to the vice presidency. Oh my God. That's tweet number three. Um, Let me get through tweet number four here. Joe and Bo used to watch an eagle soar by the dock. Now, when Biden steps to a lectern, he will be greeted by a presidential seal. It features as its most prominent symbol, a bald eagle, a reminder both of what he has accomplished and what he has lost. Let me. Okay, so to, to recall, we've got three uh, journos and, and one dem operative. Or we have one three... dem operative. There's only one dem operative among them. There's only one. There is only one dem operative out of those Jeez. four tweets. I'm 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 not kidding, folks. This could be four dem operatives. I'm not even joking. Yeah, and look, 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 look. If you want me to reread one of these, by all means. No, okay, I, I, see, I, I'm not going to give it away because this is a contest. I know for a fact one is one is a journal because I saw that tweet and was just absolutely disgusted. Um, so he's giving me advantage. I hadn't seen that. So I'm going to put one as my journal. Remember, it's a competition. It's a competition. I won't. Okay, say so one. so why don't, how about why, this? Don't you, why don't why don't why don't we just say how about you? How about you? You raise your just for for the folks at home here we're, we're on zoom so i can see Holmes and i can see smug why don't you raise your a number of fingers and you tell me which tweet wait before that i'm operative why, why don't we raise the stakes i'll put a bottle of bourbon on this one that oh, i can wow. get it and Holmes can't okay all right friendly, all right. friendly handshake folks friendly handshake okay. bottle of bourbon i know you turn around for a second smug turn around okay. okay that's what i'm going for for the dem operative okay 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 Okay. Holmes, Holmes has submitted his his answer. Okay, so only one is a dem operative. Only one is a dem operative. Boy, that's tough. That's tough. Since Holmes has already submitted his, here's here's my thinking. This is like, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? I'm going to talk this answer out. So I'd see number four, the bow hunter seeing an eagle, ridiculousness. Okay. I know that's a journo. Uh huh. Um. I'm thinking one walking dog and 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 three the the Hillary pantsuit Kamala dress are so ridiculous that it has to be a dem operative because like uh, any journal has to have a shred more integrity than that kind of madness. Um, my guess is number three Hillary pantsuit Kamala pantsuit. dress is the operative. Pantsuit. He says the pantsuit. What's the answer? Wow. The answer is number two. Josh yes. is correct. Really, the pantsuit bourbon was... for Mr. Holmes. No kidding. Yeah, the pantsuit. That is absurd. My two that I was choosing between that have to be an operative journos. Unbelievable. So, oh, I, I, I just it's so it's just so perfect. It's just so perfect. You can see all of these ridiculously insane. I mean, that hurts. Green room hey, you know what? Let's name and shame. Number one, the walking dog. Who was that? Who was it? Uh, so, walking dog was Andrew Sullivan. Um, you may know him from, he was at new Republic. Wow. Yeah, now he's got his own sub stack, but, uh, wow. I thought he'd been red pilled, but he's pushing this kind of garbage. That's who was, sad. Who was three. Who was the pantsuit? 
Oh, man. So number three was Jennifer Epstein from uh, Bloomberg. Really? Yeah. Bloomberg, right? She's a yeah, Bloomberg? She, she deleted it. <laughs> then it doesn't it. count, dude. Then no, it doesn't no. count. No, 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 Technicality. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I had to find some that were deleted because we're all terminally online and it was the only way to find something you hadn't already seen. Oh, I, I, I accept defeat. You know, th there won't be any insurrection here. I'm, I'm setting a bottle of bourbon your way. Holmes. So just for the record, number two, which Holmes properly identified. That's amazing. That was Ben. That was Ben Rhodes. Wow. From, uh, yeah. Our better story. Our better story. of the earth. Let me and, tell and, you. And also, and also underpinning one of the very consistent themes of Ruthless that all Dems view the White House as an episode of West Wing. That is it, dude. That's right. And he embodies that completely. That's why, that's why I came to that one because I was like, look, these guys are all one Aaron Sorkin theatrical Oof. play after another. You nailed it. I like the psychology behind that. And you know, I have to say, Speaking of Ben Rhodes, one of the happiest moments of my life, if, if, if the person responsible for this is listening, God bless you and thank you. That like super cut of Ben Rhodes on election night 2016 when Trump won and Ben Rhodes is just like he has to sit down outside and he like collapses into like tears. I think he started crying yeah. and someone puts hello darkness music right behind it. Yeah. Like okay. that video gives me life every time I see it. It adds like a year to my life. It really is. It really is. Uh, All so, right, so. so speaking speaking of another video here, we're going to go ahead and we're going to play uh, a super cut that Free Beacon put. Oh, wait. Uh, do we say who, who number three, the Hillary Hillary pantsuit Kamala dress? Yeah, that, that was uh, that was Jennifer Epstein. Oh, that was Jen Epstein. And, and the, so, uh, Hunter, oh, so number four. Bo Hunter, yeah. Yeah, so number four was Matt Visor. Oh, um, God. National Political That's right, Board, that's right. Washington Post. Um. But um, all right. So moderate Jeff, you got to play this video. The, the yeah, yeah. Moderate Jeff, let's go ahead and let's queue up. Let's queue up the free beacon supercut. The chaotic and crisis-ridden last year. Palpable lies. Disgraced 45th president of the United States. Uh, ugliness. His repulsive words. Like a small man. Welcome, Joe Biden. Absolutely astonishing. Modest. Successful Joe Biden. Austere. Uh, pure Joe Biden. Vintage Joe Biden. Brave. Irish stubborn is Joe Biden. <laughs> that That's was... That's our press, folks. That is the reception today in the same day of the outgoing and incoming president of the United States. Yeah, I mean, that it's it's so obvious. You know, when they discuss Trump, it's like, oh, God, I'm so scandalized. And as soon as Biden is mentioned, this is he, the man hasn't accomplished a single thing in office. He didn't accomplish a single thing as vice president. But, uh, oh, the effusive praise has begun. The healing of the country. Yeah, you know. All we've been hearing over the past month is, so how are we going to set up the re-education camps? You know, how are we, I think it was a Washington Post reporter who said we need to cleanse I mean, the I just, Trumpification from the GOP. And and day one, it's just like all praise. Like at what point is, is journalism correctly identified as propaganda? I got to tell you, dude. I run so hot on this. Yeah. I, I get such a high RPM going <laughs> yeah. internally that yeah. I, I'm like, you know what? It's inauguration day. Um, I'm going to turn it off and I'm just going to try to power through this under my own sort of volition. And yeah. like, I will revisit it next week. I'm going to hold my take. I don't, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. I mean, it's just, 
it's beyond frustration because I think it's definitely harmful. It's harmful to the country. I think the institution of journalism, I, I, I hope it isn't, but I truly feel like it's beyond repair. What has happened to journalism where like there was this, uh, I think it was with Carlos Lozada, I believe who's the, who's the, uh, book critic at the Washington Post had this photo today of him standing at, we're talking like a, a sizable like dining room table that's just like covered in, in multiple layers with books. Um, he's like, these are all the Trump books, uh, you know, books about Trump over the past four years that, you know, I read and I'll never have to open again. And the amount of money these journos made off of writing their books, like the reason, like, they don't believe in anything. These people are like nihilists. They believe in trying to make money. And so they know if they jump up at a press conference and shout questions at, at President Trump, they're like, okay, that'll get me a book deal. Like, why do you think Acosta acted like he acted other than he's a jerk because he wanted to make money? You know, he built up his profile and every other journal, they see, you know, hey, you know, if, if I just start putting out these like left wing takes and I start making this about me and not about what I'm supposed to cover and turn this into a spectacle, I can get attention. I can get a book deal and I can make a career out of this. It's and, and you know, Mark, what? It's, it, it, there's it's a double sided sword. It's um, the tweets that I read show that, right? The tweets that I read um, show that the people who spent the last four years, um, you know, trying to get attention for book deals are now fighting for their place in the sun. And they have to embarrass themselves by writing these obsequious tweets about Joe Biden, right? I mean, yeah. basically, that's that's all they have now. And it's not going to be the same market um, where you can put Trump in every headline and get a million clicks to your article. And so they're all fighting with each other to see who can be um, the most um, yeah, they, they, over the top. They built right. their audience. I mean, that their audience is entirely this this sort of craven left wing audience. But I think that remains to be seen whether they're motivated at all by liberal governance. I mean, they, they're certainly motivated by anti-Trump anti-Republican, anti-all-of-us rhetoric, but I, I don't see any evidence at this point that they're interested in government. I mean... No, not at all. And and the, and the thing is, is that the further proof that they have zero interest in actually doing their job and covering government and how it works and what it actually means for, for people is all these ridiculous errors that you see out there. You know, like this, this whole idea of like a, a secret... Uh, pardon. Yeah, which which journalists had had, had jumped on. Which may, like O'Donnell has a show on MSNBC, and he didn't understand the basic, you know, fact that there's the you know Presidential Records Act. He didn't know that. No, and we had to explain. We had to explain to the ruthless audience because the, the all of like basically all of cable news and newspapers, nobody even came across the fact that if you pardon somebody, they lose their Fifth Amendment rights. And so if you're if you're actually concerned about guilt or innocence of somebody close to you or implicating yourself, you would mm -hmm. never pardon them because at that point, they're an open book. They have to tell the authorities everything that you've but done. But like literally 50% of Trump coverage over the past week has been, will he preemptive strike himself a pardon? You know, so it, it shows and this is all about getting clicks and salacious, made-up garbage just to get attention. It's shameful. I agree. I agree. Fellas, I got to tell you, 
starting with the sea shanty and rolling through this stuff. I didn't think I could be in a good mood after everything that I've watched. I feel great now. But I'm feeling like it's coming back. We're going to put this sucker together and just start steamrolling. We're the new pirates. You know, we're, hey, it's, it's, uh, we're the captain now. Yeah. That's why I want to let everyone know out there, you know, don't be sad. Today is not a sad day. Today is a day about, you know, steal your resolve. Today is day one of the resistance and Ruthless is going to be here for you. We're going to we're going to give you the real news, not the fake news, and we're going to make it entertaining. And you know what, folks? We're we're going to be fighting. We're not going to surrender. We're not going to, you know, uh, oh God, what are we going to do now? No, no. It, it now is the time to fight. Now is the time to resist. Let's get at it. Let's sign us out of here, Smug. Well, that was a fantastic episode, gentlemen. Uh, I hope everyone out there enjoyed. So. Until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you next week. Stay ruthless.